Welcome to the Marketing Trust Podcast. I am your host, Adam Buchanan. I believe trust must exist before a transaction can take place. I give marketers the tools they need to infuse more trust in their marketing to help grow their business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Marketing Trust Podcast. This is your host, Adam Buchanan. Thank you so much for being here, downloading these episodes and subscribing. Really appreciate it. And today, before we dive into our topic, which is how customer social takeovers can build trust with your audience, I want to give a shout out to the trusted brand of this episode, which is Burt's Bees. I was an outdoor retailer this summer and got to talk to Burt's Bees for a little bit at their trade show booth and picked up some of their products. One thing they do, which is relevant with today's topic, is just recently they had a takeover done by Molly Hogan, who is on Instagram as Trendy Chickadee. And so it's kind of what we're talking about today. And one thing they do well is on Facebook, they actually talk about the takeover and are driving people over to Instagram. It's a simple little thing, but that's one thing we're going to talk about in distribution today when you do a takeover with a customer or an influencer. Sometimes the big thing that you know brands miss out on is just the simple idea of distribution. Making sure they get the word out about the the takeover and it's and what's happening there. Also want to give a shout out to an awesome listener named Emily Allen. You can follow her on Twitter at Emily Coles Allen. She is out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. She's awesome. Make sure to follow her on Twitter. She's always sharing really great content, podcast episodes, articles, and just overall is just uh, really with it in digital marketing and nurturing influencers. So make sure to give Emily Allen a follow on Twitter. That handle again is Emily Coles Allen. So Emily, thanks for listening. You always share the episodes and giving shout out to Marketing Trust, which I absolutely appreciate. So thank you. Today we're talking about how to do social takeovers and how they can build trust with your audience. There's a couple things I've seen over the years that work really well. I've kind of compiled a few things that you can do if you're interested in doing a social takeover. I just want to step back a little bit, back to the olden days of, you know, how, you know, does anyone remember fundraiser telethons? This is when you would call an A1-800 number and these celebrities would be sitting in chairs, you know, people like John Elway or Deion Sanders or you pick your favorite celebrity from back in the day. And yeah, they would pick up the phone. You could donate $10 to a good cause or whatever it might be. The cool thing about this is, you know, you get to talk to a celebrity and it would get people to donate. It was a really big deal. We kind of see that nowadays with these takeovers. It's it's very similar. And so we're going to dive in today on this topic and, you know, talk about and dissect why takeovers work and, and how to do them the right way to build trust. Funny story, my big crush when I was a kid was and is Helen Hunt. I love Helen Hunt. If you've followed me over the years on Twitter or on Facebook, I talk about it once in a while, just enough where it doesn't uh, make my wife upset. But I absolutely loved Mad About You. I love Twister. I think Helen Hunt is all time. She is 
just the best. And I got to interview her a couple years ago on the Huffington Post Live because, this is crazy, I, it was my birthday, I was working at Cabela's, and my boss, Andrea Grant, put all these <laughs> photos of Helen Hunt with little quotes, like memes of Helen Hunt saying things like, I love beekeepers, and I'm a beekeeper too, and all these like little love notes from Helen Hunt that she made. Anyway, I tweeted those images, and a couple months later, Huffington Post found my tweets, and they said, hey, we're going to have Helen Hunt on. Would you like to interview her and ask her a few questions? And I'm like, oh my gosh, dream come true. Uh, rewind, not fast forward, rewind. A year before that, I was interviewed on Jay Bear's Social Pros podcast, which is a phenomenal podcast to listen to if you're really into social media and trying to look at leaders who are doing good work in social media, definitely give that podcast a listen. I was interviewed on Jay's podcast talking about customer service, and in every one of his interviews, he always asks, if you could Skype with any living person, who would it be? And I chose Helen Hunt. A year later, I got to interview her. Bam. It was a life dream come true. So thank you, Mr. Jay Bear, for making that dream come true. I wonder if other guests on his episodes have got to interview their childhood crushes or celebrities that they want to uh, interview. I don't know. I'll have to check in on Jay with that. Here's why social takeovers work. And a social takeover is simply, you know, you, you work with an influencer or somebody who's may or may not be affiliated with your brand. I've seen it done by employees as well, which is actually really smart. And you let them take over. You let them take over the social feeds and talk about what they want to talk about, talk about videos and, and images that they've taken and created. And this can be really effective. And it really comes back to media programming. And this is why it works. So when you're watching Netflix and, it, and they say, hey, you know, in the next few months we're going to be releasing the next two seasons of Walking Dead, people expect that they get to watch those seasons. Same with American Idol when they say it's the finale of season 219 or whatever season they're on. I'm not exactly up to speed on that. People expect, you know, on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard, they are going to be ready with their phones to vote and, and watch the season. Media companies do a really good job of networking and this idea of consistency and constancy where they are programming their content. And that's how you need to think about social takeovers. So as you prepare for these, as you promote them, you need to give as much promotion as possible through email, through your website, all the different channels. I see a lot of brands do takeovers and they say, hey, you know, so-and-so is really awesome. They are going to take over our Instagram. They only talk about it on Instagram. So even the idea of, you know, Burt's Bees just distributing it on Facebook just a little bit more uh, is is a smart approach. I do want to critique them a little bit because as we get to distribution, we'll, we'll talk about this more, but there's so many more ways to distribute it. And I think, you know, so many brands have focused just on Instagram takeovers. And I think that's a huge miss, which we're going to talk about. So as we look at the marketing trust framework of proximity, honesty, and expertise, we see that Here's how they relate to takeovers. And in the case of proximity of developing a closeness to people, takeovers work really well because if there's an athlete who takes over a brand's social feed, 
you can connect with that person. At least that's how it should be executed. So as you go into these takeovers, think of, okay, with proximity, how are we going to allow the general audience, the general consumer, to connect with this person? We're going to talk a little bit more about that as we get into execution. The other reason why these work is because of honesty. Takeovers are pretty planned out these days, and I see brands really kind of tighten up you know, how they're executed, which I think is a bit of a miss. But the reason why they work so well is because the audience feels like, oh, I'm not hearing from the brand for a second, and I can like take a break from the brand advertising and just hear from a real person. And then third, expertise. This is the most popular approach because you know, as you get influencers or people who are very up to speed with products, they can talk about their story and how it relates back to the product, which is a great approach. So as we get into this idea of, okay, let's get someone to take over our feeds, I want to give you four things you need to include in your social takeover strategy. First is programming. So back to that Netflix example, you need to decide how often are you going to do social takeovers? This is one big mistake that I see a lot of brands do is they'll do a takeover. It goes really well. They see a nice uptick, but then they don't do one for another six months. So really step back and think, okay, realistically, with our team, with our network, with the ambassadors or advocates we have, you know, are there customers that we could you know, hand over the car keys to our social handles? How do we do this consistently? Because you will see that uptick. But the big mistake you'll have is cutting it off and just doing it one time. So think like you're a TV show and think about your programming schedule because your audience will then become accustomed to it and they'll expect that new season or that new release of their favorite you know, social takeover of whoever is going to take over. Another really big one, and this is one thing that Expert Voice, formerly Experticity, has done recently, is they sometimes have their employees take over their social feeds. And my good friend Nick Staggy went on this really epic road trip to, uh, I believe it was Canada, and then he stopped in Montana, went to a lot of national parks, took his family, and it was this cool you know, display of videos and photos of them just enjoying the outdoors. And Nick did a great job of producing all this content and showing you know, what products they're using and how to camp with kids and certain things like that. And you know, he's an employee. And so, you know, being able to execute one of these with an employee, is fairly easy. I mean, it's, you know, having a plan, walking over, getting them to agree to it, kind of understanding, you know, what the cadence is going to be. So people are afraid of programming because, you know, having an advocate or an ambassador be able to continually do these week over week or month over month can be intimidating. So don't forget your employees. They can be some of your best people to do a takeover. Now, as we look at the selection, so we've, we've talked about programming, then we want to select, right? This is, you know, who are we going to select to have that strong proximity with the audience? And of the three pillars of marketing trust, I'd say proximity is probably the most and biggest opportunity because you want to think back to that celebrity telethon. This was an opportunity to call a number, talk to a celebrity and do something. And so if you decide to work with a customer, it's best to work with somebody that is comfortable, you know, producing content, talking on video. Most of the influencers and ambassadors I see, especially in the outdoor industry, 
they do social takeovers very frequently. It's, it's very common for them to do it. They're also just creating content on their own feed, so they're very, very comfortable with it. Just remember that the unpolished and raw content that often come from takeovers often outperform perfectly executed updates in the newsfeed. Some people think takeovers have to be so polished and perfect and you know, how do they respond to a question? You've gotta have a little bit of flexibility there with proximity in mind. People need to make it feel like they have a connection with this person and not that it's just another way of getting the brand's message out there. And that leads me to plan with freedom. So make sure to outline with the person you know, who's taking over, what are the expectations? How much content should they consider producing? You know, often I see the outdoor industry, you know, photographers take over a brand's social account. They have images prepared beforehand. This is really good, but have a little bit of freedom in there. Be able to ad-lib. Be able to say, you know, hey, we are going to have you do a little video and answer a few compiled questions from the audience. And the fourth one is distribution. I'm so surprised by you know brands who only focus on Instagram. We've got to think of other ways to integrate Twitter and Facebook. And I hear from brands all the time. They'll say, well, you know, Twitter's kind of dropped off. We don't really use Twitter anymore. We're going to delete it. Here's the thing. If you do programming, if you do social takeovers often and you throw on a 30-minute Twitter chat or on Facebook, you include a 15-minute Facebook Live video to discuss you know, whatever the product is or the takeover. That's how you can kind of re-engage those audiences there. So many people are focused on Instagram, and that's fine, but you're missing all these other channels that you've already invested in. And that brings me to the website. That brings me to email. Make sure this takeover is getting a lot of attention across all the different entities of the brand. So many brands just keep it on Instagram or they keep it on one channel. So make sure to get the word out there and get it out often. Takeovers can build trust with your audience and it doesn't have to be with people who are big ambassadors or influencers with high followings. These could be super fan customers who are just really excited about your audience. They may be you know, needing a little bit of coaching, but I can tell you if they have the right intentions and they try to produce really good content and they answer questions from the audience, it can go really well. So go in with the right intentions and consider doing takeovers often to best serve your audience to build trust. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with your network and with colleagues who are considering doing takeovers, maybe running into a few snags. This has been episode 20 of the Marketing Trust Podcast, all about how to do takeovers to build trust with your audience. Again, if you've enjoyed this and the Marketing Trust is providing value to you, consider leaving a review on iTunes. It really helps me out and consider sharing it with your network. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. This has been another episode of the Marketing Trust Podcast, where I help you infuse more trust with your customers to help grow your business. I'm Adam Buchanan and I want to thank you for listening.